Father, in the name of Jesus, you said you leave the blind by ways they did not know. This morning we have come before you, O God. We have heard your word for the month of humility. This morning as your word comes forth, help us to identify ourselves in it. Because Lord, until we identify ourselves and accept our fault, we cannot be changed. This morning, help us, O God, to be turned into another man. Help us, O God, to leave this place anew. Remove every garment of pride upon us. Every garment of pride, O God. Every seed of pride. Lord, help us to identify them and to reject them. In the name of Jesus, purge us, O God, with a high self. Purge us, O Lord. Break our hearts. Make it receptive to your word. Speak to us and release your fire, Lord, to consume every pride. Release your sword to remove every pride in this place, in this church, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, O Lord. Jesus, mighty name. Pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Last Friday, it rained heavily. The downpour was, was, was very, very, very strange. And I sat in my car and I was half wet and I drove. And whilst I was driving to work, I drove the whole of Tema. There was no exit. And all I said was, if it was church, we'll find a thousand reasons not to go. I thought I was the only person driving to work. But when I finally got on this motorway, there were a lot of people on the motorway driving to work. But I said, Lord, when it rains like this on a Sunday morning, we have every justifiable reason not to come to church. But tell you what, an attitude of humility is submission. Hallelujah. And for you to break all the gods, walk through the rain, and come to church, you have tell God your zeal. You have shown God your zeal that you want to be humble. And listen to me. You will not leave this place the same way that you came this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's a month of humility. And I'm preaching on a message entitled, Humility, Roadmap to Greatness. Please turn with me to Psalm 23, verses 1 to 2. I'm going to share something with you. David said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. I want us to understand something that anytime God makes a demand, he always has something to give. Oftentimes we think that we know, but God knows things that we don't know. God can show us things that we will not even cross our minds. So when God gave me this verse, I wondered why he gave me this verse. This is a verse that we all know. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want him. Even if you tell a, a, class, a, a, a class one child to tell you, the Lord, he will tell you to you, rattle it to you right now. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Lord, what is in it for me? Why you give me this verse? But the Lord opened my eyes to something. When David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. David was actually making reference to the fact that he was not of his own. David was attributing his success, his provision, his very living to the God who keeps him. So David said, the Lord is my shepherd. It means God is the one who watches over me. God is the one who has made me who I am today. God is the one who has dressed me like this. So David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He was attesting to the fact that it is God. I am not of my own. It is God that keeps me. It is not me, but God. Number two, he said, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. 
He makes me to lie down in green pastures. That got me thinking. So I tried to think back and I said that when animals go to pasture, they don't lie down to eat. They stand to eat. But David said, he makes me to do what? Lie down in green pastures. Listen to this. Whenever God has something to give to you, he will first humble you. Because making reference to the fact that he makes me to lie down is a statement of submission. Hallelujah. It is a statement of obedience or yielding to a command or yielding to an authority. You can never and ever see any good thing in your life and enjoy the blessings in God till you lie down. Lying down is an act of humility. Humbling yourself. So who told the animal to lie down? Who told the lamp to lie down? Oftentimes, even in our own houses, those of us who have dogs, sometimes we talk to our dogs. Hallelujah. He said, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Hallelujah. And this took my mind to Matthew 14, verses 15 to 20. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitude to do, to do what? He commanded the multitude to do what? To sit down on the grass. It's not the same verse as we read in Psalm 23. Sit down on the same grass. And then he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and break and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitude so they all ate and were filled and they took up the 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained i came here this morning to tell you that humility is your roadmap to what to your greatness when god tells you to humble yourself he's telling you to lie down and when you lie down that is when you'll be fed because lying down is submission lying down is obeying authority and until you lie down you cannot eat hallelujah let me have isaiah 45 verse 1 2 3. one amazing fact is that the people were hungry and they were asked to sit down in groups automatically they should complain automatically they should grumble why are we why are we being told to sit down when we're hungry we can go to the next village and go look for food to eat but they obeyed listen this month of October, if you obey God, you will see the hand of God. In the name of Jesus. I said this month of October, if you obey God, you will see the hand of God. And I see God taking you to your next level. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. He said that says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have led to subdue nations before him. And lose the armors of kings to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I the Lord who called you by your name, I am God of Israel. 
Listen to this. God did not give us the word new beginning for nothing. 2017 as a church is our year of new beginnings. And I believe that God is showing us the way to get into our new beginnings. The God is showing us through his word how to get into our new beginnings. God has big thoughts for us. God has big plans for us. It is a desire of God to open double doors onto you. Listen, double doors being opened onto you is a rare opportunity. When you walk into a place like this auditorium, you walk here, they open one door for you. But when immediately love opens two doors for you, what does it say? It is not normal. Listen to this. God is going to do supernatural things. That is said that we are still in the month, we are still enjoying supernatural through September and beyond. God is going to do supernatural things in your life and in my life in this month. If only we heed the word. Strange other blessings are going to come my way. Rare divine opportunities are going to come my way. It is a plan of God. But tell you what, God cannot bring his plan to pass. Without reading us off pride. Hallelujah, somebody. Please listen to me. Because this what you are sharing this month is going to change your life and my own life. When I was preparing the word, I saw myself in the word and I, was, I felt so guilty. Wow. Hallelujah. Let me have Matthew 23 verse 11 to 12. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled. He who humbles himself will be what? Exalted. The wisdom of God sometimes, or most times, astounds foolishness in our ear. How can a servant be king? How can a nobody be somebody? How can somebody who is not regarded be considered as great? No, how can a poor person be seen as great in the kingdom of God? Bible said that God says that he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. So when we look in the church right now, the person who is not respected here, the least respected here, that person who is not regarded here, nobody will even greet that person. That person happens to be the greatest in the church. It's not the richest person in the church, but the one who is not even regarded, even should regard a person. This tells me that humility is actually working in godly wisdom. There are so many plans that God has for you and for me. But until he takes us down, he can't take us up. God cannot take that who is up and take him up. But he takes the one who is down and moves him up. And when God wants to take you up, he takes you beyond your imagination. Am I preaching to somebody? This message oftentimes is bitter. But they say that the medicine that is very bitter oftentimes is the one that heals. Because it has to talk about our own altitude. It is not an easy thing. But when we accept it, that's when we will see the change. Hallelujah. What does God desire of us? Psalm 51 verse 10 to 11 and 16 to 19. It says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Verse 16. For you do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifice of God, a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness. With a burnt offering and the whole burnt offering, that they shall offer bulls on your altar. 
Hallelujah. What God desires of us in this month is not what you have to offer your offerings or my offerings. What God desires of you and of me is a heart of brokenness, a contrite heart. You accept the word of God like a child. You accept the word and allow it to work in your life. That is what God wants from you and from me. It is not the bulls. It is not the money we have to offer. It is you that God wants. Hallelujah. James 4 verses 6. That is what God wants. But he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud. But gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud. When he says God resists the proud, what does it mean? God avoids the proud. Hallelujah. God refrains from the proud. The one who is so arrogant. The one who is so full of himself. God resents you. He rejects you. He restrains himself from you. He avoids you. Now tell me, how can God bless you when he's trying to avoid you? If you are proud, your prayer stays with you. Tell you what, let's all be very frank with ourselves. Sometimes you get some phone calls you don't want to answer. Because the person will call her and somebody will tell her, phone ring. It's coming to worry me. Some of us, because of our pride, when we pray, God tells them, hey, Put it aside because we are not willing to let go. But one thing I've come to see in this church is that whenever God gives us a word, He releases grace upon us to encounter the word. Hallelujah. And in this month, I'll see our lives being changed. Listen, listen to this. Listen, pride is a garment. We can choose what to wear. When coming to church this morning, nobody will tell you that wear this. What you want to wear is what you wear. And you wear what you think you look good in it. Pride is a garment. So we choose to be like this. Sometimes too, it is because of the families we are born into. That is the spirit in the family. So we are like that. But we can still reject it. And I see you ridding yourself of every pride. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. Coming to this church has really changed me as a person. Coming to Christ Jubilee has changed me, Hezbakanda. If you knew who I was, if you know those who know me, they will tell you I am a very, very cheeky girl, very full of myself. Sometimes people think that I'm not even Ghanaian. They think I'm Ethiopian. Because I'll see you and I'll see if I've not seen you. I'll just turn my heart. But coming here, I've seen a great change in my life. And hearing this word for the month makes me know that there's still more I can do about myself. Because if God has brought me this far, then I can tell that he can take me farther. If I go down, he can take me up. When somebody wants to jump, he doesn't stand on top and jump. Those who know how to run and run very well, high jump. Or those who do high jump. They go way back. And they run and they jump. That's how God is going to elevate you. If you go down, 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 that is how high up you go. Micah 6 verse 8. God gives grace to the humble, not the proud. What does God require of you and me? He says, he has shown you, oh man, what is good. Oh my God. God has shown you what is good. You can tell that there's a blessing in God. You can attest to the fact that God can change destinies. You, you and I, we have had a taste of the blessings of God. You, he has shown you, oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Yesterday, leaving the house, going to work. 
I saw a young man, could be in about his 38 years, about, and there was a woman who was holding his hands, and they were walking by the roadside, and it happens to be that the man was blind. I said, oh, 38 years, there, he, will not, he will not cross 40, he's young. He could, maybe he's even younger than that, because of the blindness, he looks old. But he was humbly following the woman. He wants to get somewhere. He doesn't know how to get there. So he was humbly following this woman. Listen, God wants to take you somewhere. If you remain blind and follow him, he will take you there. In the name of Jesus. I said, God is taking you somewhere. He has given you a test. Say, oh, test and see for the Lord is good. You have tasted the goodness of God. If you haven't, you'll not be here this morning. And God is saying that he requires that which he has given to you. He wants to do more. But what does he require of you and me? To walk, to come down. Tell somebody, come down. Tell the next person, lie down. Go way down. And God will elevate you. In Jesus' name. Let's give God a clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what is then is humility. What is humility? Let me have Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. What is humility? What are we talking about? Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Humility is a state submitting oneself totally to God. Humility is a state of submitting yourself totally to God. Understanding that you are not of your own. You, do, no, you, you are not of your own. Even if you live in a two-bedroom house and it's your own house, you are still a renting because the house is not for you. Tell you what, when God started dealing with me, one of the things he got rid of me of was pride. There's still traces of it inside. When I was preparing the sign, I said, no, no, no. The thing is not gone. There's still. So there's something. The thing is there. I thought it was all out. But it's coming out this month in Jesus' name. When God wants to take you higher, he'll bring you down. He'll let you do many things. When you came to this church, you want to be called a, a deacon. You want to be given a title, an elder, but God will start you from washing in the toilet. God will give you menial jobs to do. You'll be sent like an aqua. You'll be sent. And God will cause them to send you and send you and send you and send you and send you. Like Timothy. Work like that before he will elevate you. He'll raise you a little bit. Still train you before he raises you. Until he does that, you will go up and you crash down. Some of us too. Listen to this. Until we rid ourselves of pride, marking time. Humility is a state of adapting to servanthood. Jesus Christ said, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Jesus Christ was talking about his character. He says, learn from me. I am gentle. Do you know what a humble person is? A humble person is gentle. He's not loud. He's cool. And it's not fake. It is his character. That is why when they were falsely accusing Jesus Christ, he did not utter a word. They were expecting him to defend himself, but he did not say anything. When somebody falsely accuses you, how do you react? That is me for you. One thing I cannot stand when you falsely accuse me. But Jesus Christ said that, listen, I am, for I am gentle and lonely in heart. 
Amen. Jesus Christ refers to himself as a quiet person, patient person, long-suffering. He's not easily angered. When you want to see a proud person, they easily get angry. Anger is pride. I know I'm pressing some buttons here. I'm dialing some phone numbers here. But I'll keep on dialing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. God wants to do something about our lives. He wants to work with us. That is why he would tell somebody, get up and preach in the train, in, 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 in the bus. Hey, my first experience in the bus. Hey, I was wearing a uniform, an airline staff. Hey, preaching in the bus. How? Oh, God, please, wait there. But you have to adapt. Hey, if you tell me to preach in the plane, I'll preach in the plane because I work with, I work with planes. But to preach in Trotsho, hey, somebody will see my uniform. Hey, is that not late? No, eight more. I said, God, please, wait there, I beg, please says get a preach. Listen, God wants you and I to adapt the character of servanthood. Jesus said, I had not come to be served, but I came to do what? To serve. Why humility? Why is God giving us this word? Because our making in life lies in our humility. Let me have Jeremiah 18 verses 5 to 10 quickly, please. Jeremiah 18, 5 to 10. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this porter, says the Lord? Look as the clay is in the porter's hand. So are you in my hand, O house of Israel. The instance I speak concerning a nation, concerning a kingdom, to pluck up, to pull down, and to destroy it. If that nation against, which, against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. And the instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it. If it does evil in my sight so that it does not obey my voice, then I will relent concerning the good with which I said I would benefit it. God has given us the word this month. If we accept this word, that new beginning God wants to bring in your life, you'll be writing it in this month in the name of Jesus. If we will accept this word, and allow God to work with our lives as the clay in the porter's hands. He will transform our lives. Humility is a platform into greatness. God can never raise the proud because it always results in disobedience. The last time God changed a man's heart and made him a king, he regretted. That was so. So God now chose a servant, a dirty old looking boy. Someone who was not regarded. And made him a king because he was humble. And that was David. Hallelujah. So God is not going to change your heart. We have to ask God to transform us. Let me talk to you about the dangers of pride. Proverbs 16 verse 5 and 18. And I'll read Proverbs 26, 12 and then 29, 23. Dangers of pride. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. Verse 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So what is ahead of you is destruction if you are proud. The next verse, please. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than ish. A man who is always right in his own eyes, there's more hope for a fool than him. Those are the dangers of what? Of pride. It shatters your destiny, brings you down. Proverbs 29 verse 23. A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in heart will retain honor. 
In James 4 verse 10 said, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. So it means that your lifting is in your lying down. Hallelujah. Let me have Psalm 75 verse 1 to 7. Psalm 75 1 to 7 please. Are you being blessed? We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. For your wondrous works declare that your name is near. When I choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all its inhabitants are dissolved. I set up its pillars firmly. I said to the boastful, do not deal boastfully. And to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. Verse 6. Let's all read it. Let's go. For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. Verse 7. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts the other. Hallelujah. Listen, sometimes you may think that you are smart. Sometimes because of where you work. But I've seen somebody who works in a very good company who was paid well, who lost his job just like that. It is not by strength. For by strength no man prevails. It is God who showeth mercy. Hallelujah. But by the grace of God, I am who I am. It is just by God's grace. It is God who blesses. It doesn't matter what family you come from. Maybe you were born into a, a very rich family. It doesn't matter. Your life can be so miserable if God is not in it. It is God who blesses. It is God who brings down. God can bring the, the puffed up down. And God can raise the one who is down up. All blessings comes from God. Your promotion lies in the hands of God. Your marriage lies in the hands of God. That which you want is on God's table. He determines when and how. Hallelujah, somebody. That is why God is telling us that if you want to be blessed, if you want to end the year 2017 with our new beginnings, with a change of story, then go down. That's what I want from you right now. Go down. Let me talk to you about how to identify seeds of pride. Sometimes when you see a police officer or see a, uh, an army officer who has a, a lot of uh, positions in the army, you see his batches. And the batches tell that this person is uh, a commando. He's, he's a commando. He commands a full obey. So when you see such a person, you have to salute. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk about the batches or the seeds of pride. Number one, the unfortunate and sad part is that the person who is proud does not know that he is proud. So as I am preaching right now, they are looking at somebody else. They are identifying somebody else in this same one, but not themselves. Tell somebody, pastor is talking to you. Tell somebody, the pastor is talking to you. Not somebody else at home. Or somebody else in the church. But you, you, you. That is what happens. You know why? Because... A proud person does not accept his or her fault. Because they are always right. They are never wrong. Hallelujah. They always justify their actions to suit themselves. They are never wrong. And it's difficult for them to always apologize. The second button. A proud person sees himself instead of God. A proud person sees himself or herself instead of God. Let me have Ezekiel 28 verses 4 to 8. And I'll read Isaiah 14. 12 to 19. A proud person boasts in his achievements. A proud person boasts about his family, where he comes from. Do you know who I am? Hey, do you know who I'm talking to? You don't respect, eh? I'm a pastor. You're a proud pastor. Hallelujah. Mercy. Say mercy. It says, with your wisdom 
and your understanding, you have gained riches for yourself and gathered gold and silver into your treasuries. By your great wisdom in trade, you have increased your riches and your heart is lifted up because of your riches. Therefore, that says the Lord God, because you have set your heart as the heart of a God. Behold, therefore, I will bring strangers against you, the most terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their sword against you and the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They shall throw you down into the pit and you shall die the death of the slain in the midst of the seas. Mercy, Lord. Say mercy. Sometimes when we gain wealth, when we are hardworking, and oftentimes the proud, they are so hardworking, they are workaholics and they believe in themselves. If you are poor, you are poor because you don't work. You know, you're not hardworking. So they believe in themselves so much that I, I can do this because I'm smart. I always know what to do. So they boast in themselves. They don't understand that or, or know the fact that it is working, it's God and working hard that brings success. They see success as only working hard. But without God, your working hard is foolishness. Excuse my language though. So there are people who will not make time for God in any way. That's a proud person. Their work has gotten into them. It's all, their life is all about their work. Everything else is secondary. A man came to my office. And whilst I was talking to him, I was trying me selling my book. When I finished giving a ticket, I said, hey, I've written a book called Lessons Learning Marriage. You want to have a look at it now? I was trying to sell my book to the person. Because I can't go out there and sell, so I take advantage. And this man... He looks like somebody who travels and he travels because I know him. He used to work in another organization and he said he has stopped. He always travels business class and oftentimes I did not know him till I saw him. I always handle his ticket on phone by emails. Always business class. He travels at least twice a month business class. So when he finally met him, he said, me, marriage, I'm through with marriage. I married a wife who doesn't respect me. She just there and what the kind of things the man was saying and he gave himself out because what was talking I saw that he was proud because a woman will not treat you the, same, the way that he's professing that he's treating her so you do something so you see this man because of his traveling and his experiences and his business and his riches he did not respect he's a workaholic he was always traveling and he doesn't have time I'm just in the house with them I live there but I'm not married that's what he told me he's a workaholic he's married to his job and such a person will he have time for God no. Hallelujah. Let's read quickly Isaiah 14 verse 12 to 19. How you are falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who break in the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend. Listen to that. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation of the Father's head of the north. Let's roll. I will ascend above the clouds, above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. Yet, this is what I was saying. I, I will, I will, I will. When you become self-centered, I, not me, not me, not me. Always I, instead of if God permits. When your eye precedes God, listen, it is a sign of pride. Hallelujah. Listen, in Hebrews 6 verse 3. Hebrews 6 verse 3. I, Bibi, I, I, who am I? And this will do if God permits. That should be our saying. If God permits, if God permits, I will do this. It is not my will. 
It is not your will. If God permits, Daddy always says, Who promised you tomorrow? That we make preference about tomorrow if you own it. Lucifer was brought down because he was eye-centered. I. I will. I will. Hallelujah. The third button is selfishness and greediness. A proud person is selfish and greedy. Let me have Philippians 2 verse 4. Let each of us look not at our own interests, but also for the interests of others. A proud person will see to his own comfort, will see to his own satisfaction, his own, oh, oh, he make sure he's okay before he will see the need of others. They will always look for the best seat and sit down and make sure they are, they are okay before they will think about you. Am I dialing some phone numbers? Hallelujah. I see myself. I day. May God have mercy on us all. Listen, we all have the buttons. Maybe I have not yet mentioned yours. It's coming. Hallelujah. The fourth button. You can write down this verse because of time. Luke 14, verse 7 to 11. What Jesus said, always look for the low places and sit down. The high places and sit down. Number four. A proud person looks down on people and avoids mingling with low class people or poor people or uneducated. You don't want to, oh, go with my class. This guy is not my class. This guy, he's not my level. He's, he's, he's below me. Jesus Christ, even he, he who was God himself, he mingled with prostitutes. He mingled with, with tax, tax payers, with, with, with tax collectors, with fishermen, smelly fishermen. He didn't call for us seasons and seas as disciples. He called the fishermen and the thieves as what? Disciples. He mingled with the low class. Look for those in the church who nobody even has, doesn't have a friend because he's nobody. Mingle with such people. Be kind to them. If you want to be humble, if I want to, I also do the same. Hallelujah. You can write down this verse. Luke 7, verse 36 to 39. And number five, proud people are critics. This one, the, the, the critics, eh? Do you know where it is in the church? They are here on my left. They know themselves. Hallelujah, somebody. They are here. The critics. They always find fault. Say one word, they'll find something wrong with it. They always know. And I look at this, what this person is doing. They always, they are fault finders. They are critics. Hallelujah. They are perfectionists. They are always right. They are hard to please. Number six. They are easily offended. Easily angered. Amen. Those are seeds or buttons of what? Pride. And they also like talking about themselves. Hallelujah. Proverbs 27 verse 2 says that let another man praise you. Not your own mouth. Amen. So don't talk about yourself. I've gone to buy a land. I've gone to buy this. Don't talk about yourself. Don't talk about your abilities. Let somebody else praise you. And the last thing, it is difficult for them to ask for help. I last time, last Sunday was saying that somebody said that I am poor and proud. Aria Wilson, they are poor and proud. May God rebuke. May God deliver us from every spirit of pride in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me quickly rush through these um, pointers. How to humble oneself. How to humble oneself. I'm going to keep the sermon because I want to read it every day till I see myself changed. And you must, you must do the same. Our elevation lies in it. How can I become humble? Do we see ourselves in the sermon? No. Do we see ourselves in the sermon? We all have it. It's inside. Sometimes when you are poor, it doesn't come out. You see how you bluff. Hallelujah. How to be humble. Ask God to help you identify your faults and accept them wholeheartedly and also be quick to always ask forgiveness. 
And the verse back in this can be found in Luke 18, 9 to 14. Please kindly write it down. Always ask God to help you identify your faults. As soon as you accept your fault or accept that you are proud, you are on the way to becoming humble. Number two, when you wrong people or hurt them, confess to them and apologize. If you find it too difficult to do that, ask God for grace and take the bold step because you want to be humble. Tell the person, I'm sorry. I didn't talk to you well. I offended you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. The verse back in this can be found in James 3 verse 2 and James 5 verse 16. I can't read because of time. My time is up. Number three, talking about how to be humble. React patiently to wrongs. React patiently. Sometimes you can see things being done and it's being done wrongly. Take your time and correct it. Don't react. This morning, I acted foolishly. It was my kids got me late because as at 6.30, Tiffany was still sitting on the floor because she's having work and she's still learning. When she knows that we are supposed to get ready, I shut her on her, went to the bathroom, came back 6.40. She was still behind the board. Mommy, I have to finish this. And I was so angry. I, and when I went, my husband was like, what is the problem? And when I told him, I felt so foolish. Because I was reacting, what, harshly. React patiently to wrongs. Hallelujah. Be slow to anger. First Peter 3, 8 to 17. Number four, submit to authority, whether good or bad. It is God that sets kings. It is God that sets leaders. It is God that sets a pastor, gives us pastors. Maybe you know better, or you are wiser, or more educated, or maybe you have what pastors not have. Even if your leader is a bad leader and you are wiser or more knowledgeable about your leader, still submit to that person, whether good or bad. God can never set you above those you disrespect. If you disrespect a leader, you will never go above their position. That is the reality. First Peter 2 verse 18. Write it down, please. Number five, receive correction and feedback graciously. Sometimes I'll preach that will correct me. This thing that you said, next time don't say it. You didn't say it like this. You should just say it like, okay, please. I will not react because I think that I can't preach. I don't know. I know not, son. don't know anything. If it was not for this man, I would not be standing here preaching today. I will not be enjoying the grace upon his life. I will not be tapping into his, his oil. So when somebody corrects you, accept it graciously. Who are you to correct me? You do. Who are you? Hallelujah. Proverbs 10 verse 17. Let's write it down, please. Please, how many of us came to church with our Bibles? How many of us came to church with our Bible and our notebooks? Listen to this. I didn't used to come to church with a Bible because I thought that my Bible is on my phone. But God told me, you're being silly. Go and get your Bible. Even if it's projected, get your Bible. Come to church with it. Maybe you don't read it, but still come with it. Carry it. If you obey, it's an act of humility. If you disobey, it's an act of pride. So next week, Sunday, come with your Bible. If you don't have one, go and buy one. Hallelujah, somebody. Am I dialing some phone numbers? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm cl in closing, in closing, in closing. Choose to serve others. Choose to serve. Don't be at a position where you want to be served. Choose to serve. Listen, it doesn't matter who you are. Let's serve each other. Serve those below you. It's an, if you want to be humble, please, start it. Just don't listen to the word and go home with it. Put it into practice. Hallelujah. And I pray to God, may he release the spirit of humility upon us all in the name of Jesus. May God give us the grace to be humble. 
the grace to serve in Jesus name hallelujah and that verse back in this one too can be found in um, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 5 number 7 turn a blind eye to offenses try to turn a blind eye to offenses don't easily be angered easily forgive don't be petty or make sometimes people do things to annoy you just turn a blind eye to it Jesus Christ will be preaching and somebody will tell him something very silly he'll just keep quiet Someone will come and ask him silly questions. He will just quietly and gently answer them politely. With no, dis- no disrespect. Let me tell you something. When you make up your mind to be humble, the devil will test you. He will test you. But God's grace abounds. Hallelujah. Amen. It will not fall in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 18, verse 21 to 23. Can please kindly write it down. Number eight. Cultivate a heart of gratitude. First, first Thessalonians 5, verse 18. Cultivate a heart of gratitude. Maybe we haven't seen something about daddy. Daddy is always saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, thank you, Lord. He's always saying, thank you, Lord. You call him and tell him something. Thank you, Lord. How are you? Oh, dad, everything okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Please, let's have a heart of gratitude. Say thank you, Lord, about everything. Every little thing God does for you. You wake up in the morning. Thank you, Lord. Everything. You get up from the car. Thank you, Lord. Have a heart of gratitude. When people do things for you, thank them and thank them. Show genuine appreciation. Even if it's little thing, thank them. Be grateful. Hallelujah. Number nine, my last, I'm, I'm closing. Accept your cross and carry it. Let me have this verse. Luke 9, verse 23, my last scripture. Now we all be happy. Luke 9, verse 23. Accept your cross and carry it. It said to them, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Sometimes, sometimes, you go through an issue, you pray about it, you fast about it. If you have to carry the cross, carry it. If you have to carry your cross, carry it. It's an attitude of what? Humility. Let's kindly be on our feet. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Say, Father Lord, let me see my elevation. Let me see my exaltation. As I go down, let me encounter green pastures in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, begin to pray. Talk to the Lord, talk to the Lord, hallelujah. Blessed be God, blessed be God, blessed be God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you for a word in season. We know that our portion is not the bottom. Our portion is not the floor. Our portion is not the ground. But our portion in you is the top. Therefore, you have shown us the way to the top. That is a way of humility. Every grace that we need, every traces of pride in our hearts, any pride that has taken roots in our hearts, let your spirit quench them in the name of Jesus. Lord, teach us to humble ourselves. Teach us to come down. Teach us to remain low. No matter how high you exalt us, no matter how you promote us, teach us to remain humble in the name of Jesus. We know that with pride we can never go to the top. Therefore, empty us of every pride in us. Let your spirit flush out every traces and every spirit of arrogance, pomposity, pride out of our lives in the name of Jesus. 
help all of us from the pastors to the little child in this church all the branches let the spirit of humility fall afresh on us in the name of Jesus thank you heavenly father bless your daughter continue to grace her to be a blessing to your people in Jesus name amen